You're listening to Dirty Feet, a podcast from No More Radio. Vous écoutez le podcast Dirty Feet sur les ondes de No More Radio. Hosted by, animé par, Alison Burns, JD Papillon, et Stéphanie Morin-Robert. Stay tuned. We're going to move you. All right, Dirty Feet listeners, we've made it to 2014. We celebrated our one-year anniversary uh, just in November of 2013, and uh, this is our first episode back in the new year. And uh, as we're, you know, lapping ourselves now, it's come to the point where we're starting to have, uh, you know, our annual favorite episodes and uh, repeat topics as the events uh, return in the following year. For example, the wonderful Bouge DC Dance Festival is uh, coming back this January and actually celebrating its fifth anniversary. And uh, with a full 10 days of dance this time around, it's playing from uh, January 8th to 18th. Most of the events are taking place at Mainline Theatre, and you can participate in workshops, you can uh, attend symposiums, you can... Uh, see the Common Space Showcase, L'Espace Commun. You can see other shows such as uh, Projet Migration all the way from San Francisco. They are the winners of the uh, Bouge DC uh, prize for the Fringe Festival from 2012. And uh, you can hang out with uh, awesome dance parties, the cabaret show. Oh my God, there's there's so much more. I'm sure I'm forgetting Cinedance uh, and... Just hang out and have fun at Mainline with dancers and people who are interested in dance and the community. Uh, the not-for-profit organization, Bouge DC, was put together to support emerging artists and also to foster a uh, dance community in Montreal here. I uh, know so much about it because, of course, I am on the planning committee for the festival. I am the associate artistic producer of the festival, which means I take care of the organization of the Common Space Showcase, which we're going to get into a little bit more detail uh, a little bit later because I'm not the only one here, of course, today. We have uh, joining us again, uh, Holly Greco, who was here representing Bouge DC last year as well on the Dirty Feet podcast. Hi, Holly. How's it Hi going? Hi, guys. It's going good. Glad to be back. Woohoo. And you are an important member of the team. You're on the planning committee for Bouge DC. You're yes. also uh, a mentor this year, and you have been a mentor in the past as yes. well. Yeah. Great. Anything else to add about uh, what you do with Bouge DC? Uh, yeah, I help produce and curate Cinedance, which is our dance film night, which I'm also really excited about. It's my second year doing that, I believe. Second or third year. Wicked. Yeah. And then uh, new guests this time around, we have Tim Rodriguez, who is one of the mentors this year. And you have been a mentor in the past as well. Is that correct? That is correct. So how many years is this? Uh, I think I've mentored every year. Okay. I did um, mentoring for the the line designer technician the first two years. And then the last three years I've done uh, choreographers. You've kind of been always around Bouge DC and, and really helped us out in a lot of different ways. You participated as a jury member for the Fringe Festival Bouge Prize. Yes. And uh, also for the Common Space Showcase this year. Yes, which are very fun <laughs> things to be involved in. It's a, it's a great festival to be involved in and I'm happy to help out every year. Great. Well, thank you both from the Bouge perspective and from the Dirty Feet perspective for being here today. We also have another uh, mentor with us today, Hannah DeRosio, and uh, this is your first year mentoring. This is my first year mentoring. Wonderful. Maybe we should get 
we'll get a little bit more in detail about who you guys are as artists and individuals a little bit later. I do want to finish off the table here because we're lucky to have one of the choreographers for the Common Space Showcase here as well, Celine Jolin. Thank you for being here. Hello. <laughs> and of course, this is your first time participating in Bouche DC. Yes. Wonderful. And you're from uh, Concordia University, is that right? Yes. Wonderful. Of course, uh, hi, JD. You're here, too. Hi. Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> Just mentioning this. So that's it. You know who's in the room now. So I'd like to jump right back to uh, to Celine. So the, the Common Space L'Espace Commerce Showcase is where we take uh, a minimum of six, sometimes up to 10. I think in the past we've had a, as much as 10 people participate in the showcase. And you have to submit a work that you've already put on stage to be reworked and um, produced by Bouge DC in the showcase in our festival in January. And this process starts in the fall and grows all the way to January. And I would like to get your perspective, Celine, on, uh, on what the process has been so far. Another really important part of it, of course, is that we pair you with a mentor, as we've been mentioning, the mentor sitting around the room. Hannah is actually your mentor. So uh, at first, what really interested me in the uh, idea to to try Bouge DC, it was the idea of we work uh, uh, a work I did, a choreography, and just find a new way to experiment it and explore it and just change things completely. And uh, it's really like, and even it changed even more than I thought it was going to be. So it was really, it, it is really interesting that I have an idea in mind on the change it could be. And after that, it just built more and more and now it's just a new idea completely almost and also uh, Anna was a great help also for the uh, Comme Oeil Exterieur because uh, the difficulty in my part is I am dancing also in my choreography so sometimes I, I like I lack maybe of some the perception of my so my propre pièce so Anna is a big help on that and I'd like to hear more about uh, where you were in your in your career, in your studies, wha- when you applied to UGC for Common Space. I'm in my second year at Concordia. So that uh, the, the work I'm, I created at first on my first year and uh, in the spring. And I just wanted to uh, re-explore it. So uh, when I began to my, my second year, I was like, it's a good uh, opportunity to, uh, to start right away and try UGC. And you came at dance from a different perspective from most people. You you did something else before doing dance. Yes. Uh, so you went to the circus school, the National Circus School. One year. Yeah. Um, how has this influenced the, the work that you that you're presenting this year at Bouge? Uh, when I was at circus school, I, well, my specialty was clown. So I I I think I had more the the playfulness in the work uh, I'm doing for Bush DC. The idea of playfulness. I don't have like the clown essence uh, because it's really completely a different thing. But I think uh, I have also the vulnerability. So has the clown too. And uh, I uh, I really discovered that in my in my work. Uh, I think with the help also of Anna, just the. Uh, the idea of vulnerability and playfulness and connection between like the uh, the two characters. So, I mean, for now, for the Bouche DC, it's not really like the exploring of the mixing of the clown and dance, even if it's one day my 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 gold. But I'm trying to play with more the uh, 
yeah, playfulness, the yeah, the, the the gaming between peoples. And it's a it's a duet that you're doing. Yes, with uh, with Olivier. Yes. Wonderful. I'm looking forward to seeing the final product because, of course, that's a big part of the process is is we on the planning committee have the joy of kind of seeing the, the start, the middle and the end of the process. And that's really exciting for us. Uh, Hannah, I would love to hear about uh, your artistic background and kind of what uh, what caliber we have for our mentors there. Oh, um, <clears throat> sure. I studied dance at Concordia a million years ago. <laughs> and um, after that, I went and did a, an art uh, education degree because uh, I thought I wanted to be a teacher. Then I uh, came back to Montreal and um, started studying acting a little more seriously. So I've been doing that for the last four years. Um, working on films and plays and um, in the dance world um, leaning more toward I still do work as a dancer um, but primarily I work as a rehearsal director that seems to be the work that I um, enjoy the most and excel at um, so yeah over the years I've worked as a rehearsal director for a bunch of Montreal dance artists most recently um, David Albert Hoth and Emily Gualtieri is this interest in rehearsal directing what drew you to the the offer to be a mentor for Common Space? Uh, well, you guys approached me. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. I mean, it's work that I love to do. Uh, so, it, yeah, I, um, of course, was was pretty happy at the idea of, of, of having the opportunity to, to do this. Yeah. And how has the process been for you from your perspective? It's been good. I think that the match was really well made. Um, because I'm obsessed with authenticity and in authenticity there's a lot of vulnerability on stage and uh, Celine and her and her dancer Olivier are, are very open they're not um, scared to go there uh, they're very open to she as a choreographer also very open to change and uh, trying things and and so it's it's my makes my work kind of a pleasure because I can um, play and work to find that that authenticity, that connection between the dancers. <laughs> so it's been good. It's been good. And from our, our uh, repeat mentors over here, I'm wondering if you could uh, fill us in on, on what it's like, uh, what the differences are this year or what it's like to do the process uh, over and over again. Does it change? Um, I think it changes for sure. I mean, it completely changes with a different artist every year. Um, different movement quality, different phrasing, different intentions, different narrative, what have you. Um, this was specifically different this year for me because uh, Julia had a mentor, a second mentor. Uh, technically, I'm the second mentor. <laughs> she had a, a first mentor, Thea Patterson, um, who I, I think really challenged her in her intention and, and the statement she was making. I won't, should I, I don't know if I should give it away what it, her piece is all about. Maybe. Yeah, maybe we'll keep that yeah, a secret. Yeah, viewers it. wanting more. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's kind of a co controversial subject that she's touching upon, um, which makes it really exciting, an exciting piece of work. And she does it beautifully, in, in my opinion. But Thea was really there to, to challenge her and why are you saying this? How are you saying this? What do you want your audience to feel, et cetera? And then I came in 
excuse me, and then really just worked on movement with her and transition and transitioning and phrasing and rhythm. Um, just got down to like the bare bones of the actual movement and just I, I came in and asked one question. I said, I have to say one thing about this because I can't just pretend like it's not there. It would it would be remiss. And what's the thing that you brought up exactly? Can you tell us that? I I had to ask the question as well. What do you want your audience to feel? Period. The end. Like I didn't. I wasn't looking for anything else. I gave her a little bit of, you know, when you do this, it says this. As an audience member, that's what I see personally she went yeah i said okay cool let's work and it was just like that so that made it kind of fun that i could just kind of put that behind me and look at she uses a prop and that's what makes it mildly controversial so to look at the prop and is it your duet partner is it are you making a statement with this prop what are you, what are you doing here so that was a lot of fun for sure and i don't know her Like most of the people I've mentored in the past, I have somewhat of a relationship with. They went to Concordia. I've seen them in the halls where Julia is like, she went to UCAM. So I really have had no relationship with her. So that also is something totally different and really fun. It's like, yeah, let's do this. And how is that first meeting with someone that you had no knowledge about that you really didn't know personally? How did it go? I mean, I, I was a bit of a cheat because I am on the committee. So... I got to meet her in the orientation meeting, orientation session, and exchanged a few words. And then I got to see her again and see where her work was at at our um, showing, where we have our artists show where they're at. It's in November, so it's the middle point, essentially. Um, so, yeah, like I said, it was a little bit of a cheat. She wasn't like, I've never seen you before in my life. Um, so I had an idea, but I just, I just kind of laid out for her how I work and how I am and I'm going to talk really fast and I'm not going to have any sentence structure. It's just going to vomit out of me and then I'll catch myself and come back. <laughs> and then we can work from there because I just get really excited. Uh, and she appreciated that. She's a pretty, a pretty mellow girl. So we, we were a good pair, I think. <laughs> just, uh, just before we get to, to your answer, Tim, I, I think what's interesting about, about the, the situation with you and Julia is that, mentorship is very specific to the goals of the artist and the choreographer has to have the same interests as the, the person who is mentoring them and the mentor I imagine needs to serve their purposes and not what the, what the mentor themselves sees as artistically valid or important. I agree. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I would agree with that, which is interesting because it goes into uh, what Holly was saying before about every, Um, every time you mentor with an artist for the purpose of Bougie you do have a different approach and because every artist does need something different. Um, this is a, a totally different mentor process for me this year with, with Stephanie Saucy. Um, she is totally recreating the piece that was a solo into a quartet. Um, so there are a lot of things that she needs help with in terms of um, building the piece out But she's not looking for um, direction. She's kind of looking for um, reassurance and helping somebody, somebody that helps her not get too lost so that she can keep building because she already has such a, a good structure and she knows where she wants the piece to end up. But right now, um, what I've been doing with her has been 
just helping her not get lost and pulling her out of her bubble a little bit so that she's not just steamrolling ahead, but she can step back and, and see things that maybe she's glossing over and, and for the sake of progression. Um, so every time you work with somebody, you have to identify what it is that they're going to need to be successful in their own, in their own mind, like reach their own goals. Um, and that's what I saw and what I use in my approach uh, for this uh, specific artist. In the past, it's been um, more staging things, just helping people flip their work because they, the work was there, but they, they just wanted to change it some way. And then um, just giving them tips to, not even tips, just having conversations about where this piece is on the stage and what does that mean? And, and what if you just rotated everything, just real um, kind of just hard facts sort of things you know like well if you what if you didn't start from that corner what if everything just stayed in one spot or just little uh things just to keep going and other times it's about um being an outside eye and, and pulling out things that um the performers uh, are 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 not thinking about because they're too busy executing and, and getting the work down pat that they can't um they're not necessarily ready or prepared yet to go to a different emotional state or to change levels or energy so sometimes you have to you have to pull those things out of the process in a different way so every every process is different you know same way as everybody choreographs differently everybody mentors have to act accordingly you know one of the the interesting things of the Bush DC Festival is that the the performers, the creators, do come from very different backgrounds. Um, this year, there's going to be people like someone who's a, a choreographer for the Miguel Dance Troupe, uh, which is completely different from the Montreal dance scene as as we usually think of it. How is this when you're being paired up with someone? Just this um, this expectation of you know, sort of a mixed bag that, that you might end up with someone who has a totally different background from you, but you still need to bring that approach, that open-mindedness. Is this something that's a bit hard to reconciliate sometimes with your own artistic needs? Um, I'll just start by saying that uh, I don't, it's, it hasn't been difficult for me personally, but I, I can't imagine it's it's terribly difficult for any of the other mentors when you look at it from a basic dance or movement um, from that standpoint, you know, if, if they're, if they're moving in some sort of a rhythm with a vocabulary that is, whether it's their own or colloquial or whatever, you, you work with what is there and you start from there. And then if you don't have an appreciation for it, it at a basic dance level, you can appreciate that they're working towards something and then you, you gain an appreciation of that person and their ethic, their work ethic, and you work with them through that. Um, it, it's it's not like being a dance critic, you know. You really have to kind of leave your you have to leave your opinion at the door. You want to remain true to who you are as a dance artist in your own right, so you it, you can't be heavy handed with your with your opinion or your aesthetic. You have to kind of if you if you feel it's needed that they need a dose of something else or a different perspective than you give it as they can take it like little spoonfuls or big heaps. You know, you, you have to be very sensitive to that, but I've always felt that I have to leave my aesthetic at the door and work with what I see. And then if there's room for me to, um, inject my opinion without 
being heavy-handed or without feeling like I'm trying to change their work because ultimately it's not my work, then I I just kind of I gauge how they'll react to it or even if it's necessary. And I just go from there. If I can speak to the process of choosing uh, mentors with artists on the other side of that, I mean, I think we really know who we're asking to be mentors and know that and trust that they are going to be open to what we give them and they're entrusting us with that, with their time and with their knowledge um, to not make it, you know, a quote unquote waste of time for them. I don't think any pairing would be a waste of time. It's always a learning experience. I can speak as a mentor, as a men. it's an experience for the mentor as well as the uh, choreographer. Um, I have had mentors in the past come up to me and be like, I didn't really get why you put me with that person and how I get it. You know, it's like at first you're the, I mean, even for myself, a pairing, I'd be like, yeah, really? Okay, sure. It's like totally not like me, but let's do this. And then at the end, it's like, okay, yeah, there is a lot, there is a process to choose. It's one of my favorite parts actually of the, uh, being on the committee is pairing artists with mentors because it's like this fun matching game going what do you guys think of this one oh yeah that's awesome let's do that so it's really fun on the inside and through that process how do you feel that you yourselves evolve as artists also do you feel that it does feed into your own creative process uh i'll i'll just say that it does bring me back to uh my favorite part of of being a dance artist which is the studio process um i've been away i've I've kind of been floating in and out of the dance world the last five years. And uh, the opportunity to mentor really brings me back to what I like about dance, which is talking about what I'm seeing with this person and what are they seeing and what is it that you want to accomplish and how can we do that? And did you think about this? It's just that conversation about dance is what I like the most about. And that's what brings me, that's what brings me back to it. It sparks me more as a, as a performer and interpreter than it does as a choreographer, to be honest. Um, it always kind of gets me being like, I want to do that. I want to, can I show you? Can I show you what I'm talking about? So that just so I can do it too. Um, then it does as a choreographer. I guess I also kind of have left choreography slightly. It, yeah. Making my own authentic work. Um, I, I've left it for a few years now. So, and I guess it hasn't sparked me to start making work again. It sparked me to want to be an interpreter and continue to be a rehearsal director. Cause that's what I started doing right out of school was rehearsal directing. And I guess it just feeds that passion more than choreography. I think, uh, I, I mean, everything feeds you as a artist. Um, absolutely everything. I think working as a mentor and as a rehearsal director, for me, it's always just so exciting to see what's going on in somebody else's brain and help them kind of realize um, a vision. I think that mainly you're trying to find or ask why, like the why of the work. And then sometimes it's about the, the kind of how, how, how can we get there? Um, but, and, and it kind of echoes back to what you guys were talking about before with the sort of the place of the mentor and leaving your own artistic agenda at the door. Um, but yeah, for me, it's just a very, very exciting to be that, that, that voice that, that take all my experience with interpretation, with creation and, um, and, 
and use it to help somebody find their way um, into into what they what, what, what their vision is. Um, so yeah, I think that there is an openness, and also as a mentor, sometimes it's not. It's, it's, I mean, dance is so many, it's, it's just so many levels. There's a human interaction level that is, you know, the connection on stage, but there's also just dealing with dancers. I mean, not all choreographers are skilled in that respect. And there's, you know, timing and stress. And, and, and sometimes, I mean, working with somebody like Celine, who's, who's in her second year, and it's like, I think in the beginning, a lot of it was just like reassurance of like, you have enough time to get this done. And like, really, realizing that you know she's got some anxiety and wants to like finish this piece tomorrow and so and my my role in the beginning was just like enjoy it enjoy your enjoy what you're doing enjoy your work and i think that's like yes we'll we'll look at the work and we'll we'll dive into the meat of it but um because that's important too but i think uh sometimes the lessons are are sort of more on a human level i've always said and i've said it on the show before I'm quite certain and I'm sure I'm not the first person to say it but I really believe that a good mentor is like a good therapist they ask the right questions at the right time they have no bias and they allow the other person the other the second party to come to their own conclusions and I think that's a little bit of what Hannah's talking about you just know the right amount of yeah saying you have enough time have fun with it and something so simple can just go, oh, yeah, that's right. I can just I can just enjoy being a choreographer <laughs> right now. I don't need to worry about that. Or it's like, why did you choose to do this? And then you watch their brain melt out of their ears because they hadn't considered that point yet. You know, it's just something as simple as that. But I like to make that comparison. I like to think I have a PhD. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about this mentorship process that happens one-on-one -on -one between the mentor and the artist in the studio. Um, and... There's another part of the process where we, Holly mentioned it briefly, the feedback session that happens about midway through where we gather everyone together. All the choreographers show the most uh, recent version of their work, where they've, where they've come in their process in front of all the other participants in the showcase and, and uh, the planning committee and the mentors who are available. I know that Hannah and Holly were both there this year along with myself and Celine, you showed your work at that point. Yes. What was your perspective on that uh, on that experience? At first, I was saying like, "Oh my God, I'm not prepared. I'm not finished." <laughs> I was really like, I was sure I was not advanced enough. And I mean, I realized like, "No, okay, I'm advanced enough." When I see like, I'm still in the process, and it was the same way for everyone. And uh, it was a good. Um, well, for any showing, I always had to do it. Always been the same way. At first, I was like, "I'm not prepared. I will have bad comments." And at the end, I always receive good, constructive comments, and that helped me and guide me. Just and um, me rassure that I am on the good way, and that I just have to continue what I am doing. And it's it's always. It's fun also, you know, like you, it's the first chance you have to show what you what you do to others and really a share moment, a sharing moment. So it's really at, at first I'm always anxious, but after I'm always like more happy than at the beginning. So <laughs> it was like that also uh, with the showing for Bush DC. 
It is definitely borrowed on the model that uh, Concordia does do showings before their end of semester projects. And it's the same thing you do in front of your class, in front of your professors, and everyone has the opportunity to, to speak about that. Uh, in this case, it's it's interesting to have, as JD was saying before, we have people from McGill, from Ladmi, from UCAM, from Concordia, from... Uh, the from Ballet Divertimento, from, yeah, we Where's have... Cunningham? Yeah, absolutely. And so it's a different kind of, of group of people giving different perspectives and exchanging uh, opinions. And, and Yeah, in a way, it's more objective. Um, maybe I can say that it's more objective because they, they don't know me as a person. So, you know, that the comments they are saying, they are, they are sincere and it's really through your peace and not through, like, you. So, you know, that what they're saying it's really what they think and so it there's no second thoughts about what they're saying so it's clear and helpful and i'm wondering hannah because uh, this was your first feedback session and in your perspective on it i mean knowing intimately one of the works and then knowing virtually nothing about the rest i should say that i was late and i missed Ooh. quite a few <laughs> of the pieces uh but i did get to see uh uh, three, three or four. Um, yeah, it's it's great. I mean, they're so young and excited, and their skin is so smooth, and they, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's nice to like see all and hear all of their opinions. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, it sort of it sort of brought me back a little bit to to my experience at Concordia, and and you know. That, that that I was in that place too, sort of figuring out and where I was as a dancer full of doubt or anxiety or who I was as a creator and um, what dance is and questioning, questioning, questioning and exploring, exploring, exploring. And there's something really um, uh, beautiful and simple uh, and brave. Very, very brave. Well said. I mean, feedback session, I th I don't think it's just for me. I think for most of the committee is like Christmas morning. We're just so excited and so eager. Um, I mean, we've seen the works when they were presented to us the first time, like uh, as they applied on video. Uh, so we've, you know, we've paired them now with their mentors we've gotten a little bit more invested and now they're here to show us where they're at with mentors around it's like the excitement and the anticipation I mean I feel like a big geek um you can't get me to shut up during the <laughs> committee I'm like always with my hand up does anybody have anything to say Holly does um so I I love it I think it's I think it's a great opportunity for artists to go wow, this is really eclectic. I think that's what most artists end up coming and being like, you know, Merit actually is a great example from McGill uh, Dance Group. She's the choreographer of one of, her, one of the works. And she was like, I've never seen anything like some of these pieces before, which is exactly what we want, I think, you know? And she's in the same festival. She's being shown in the same show. She's not just an audience member. She's participating with them. She's representing the community with these artists who do things on the totally other side of the brain from her. So that's what makes it even more exciting is how they f the artists come to you afterwards and they're totally overwhelmed. But as Celine said, they're really excited and feeling amped, which is, I think, exactly what we want.
although this year I didn't get, I didn't uh, attend the feedback session. The last two years I was fortunate enough to, and like Holly said, it is a little bit like Christmas morning. It's the opportunity to see all the works and see what the festival is going to be, but also to um, lend another voice to the choreographers. Uh, if they haven't had an opportunity to meet with their mentor or only once, or even if we end up reiterating what their mentor is saying, it, it helps feed the process and really does give reassurance because of the constructive comments. Um, and it really shows um, that there is a community of people that you can bounce ideas off of. I know sometimes um, not everybody's fortunate enough to create within a, a close-knit group like a like an artistic uh, family a lot of a lot of us are a part of an artistic family but not everybody is and they kind of find their way into one and they see that this is like an extended community that you can um go to for feedback or guidance or advice or anything or clarity something and that's it's it's an honor and a privilege to be a part of that for young artists because sometimes when you're in especially if you're in a university program it's so uh, merit-based you know you're just i gotta get this done because i need to get this credit and um, not for everybody some people do see past the merit part of it and can grow as artists in university and come out fully formed as it were um, but others are still looking for a little bit more of a lifeline to see that they can float in the community and and this is a it's a good um representation of that that there are people there and you know because everybody wants to give feedback everybody's ready to to just take in the work and just say well here's what we see you know does that help or you know just that that conversation is super important i think the feedback session in this particular process is extra interesting because you're starting with a finished work when you apply to the common space process. And then you have to show something relatively finished again in front of a new audience. And then at the end of the process, you're supposed to you know, show your final product or whatever that means. People have taken works from common space and, and moved them further, put them on stage at Tangente, et cetera. But it's, it's this kind of always coming to a conclusion and then moving past it and further and further and further. Uh, on tagging on to what you're talking about, Tim, about this um, step almost, I would like to get uh, Celine's uh, interpretation of that because it's, it is unique uh, that you can apply to the Common Space Showcase as a student and not have a degree under your belt already going into the, uh, the process and being a part of the showcase. And now that you, you still have time left at school... Now, why is it that you wanted to take this particular piece and rework it out of the context of school? Because it was exactly the idea of create something out of school to see if I will uh, knew more about myself, about my creative way, be like really outside, because I feel there's really for the moment a difference between between uh, you know the university walls and the outside, I really want to have the experience of something not scholar because I only the only experience I had for to be on stage it was always about scholar you know it was cegep or university or you know just from schools and that was the only experience I had I I, I was really at first by curiosity how does it really looks like out 
off, like between like teachers uh, guiding you, like to be uh, more independence on the choice I'm doing because I have no like the the pression the, the pression to have a kind of grade of you know to be judged in some way but really more have really like the freedom to really go where I want to go with guidance from from under from a mentor just help you you know it, it doesn't say to you like okay I'm not sure about that. Really try this. You know, he just like help you. Have you thinking about, uh, did you thought about that? And it's just like a more opportunity to, to think for, to think forward on your work. I remember Celine, the first time we met was at Concordia when Allison and I were doing our, um, our presentations. We went to Ballet Divernmento and Concordia to do quick presentations about applying to Bushi C and what it was all about. Uh, upon a common space, etc. And Celine, you came up to me afterwards and you were like, I need to do this. I have this idea since the summer and it's making me crazy. <laughs> and I just, I need, I need to do this again. Do you, <laughs> did you do it? Like, are you doing it? Or did it even evolve even more after we had that conversation? Uh, the, it changed. The idea I, I had first, it changed. Awesome. I mean, the basic of the, um, um, from my original work, I had a concept, and for the Bush DC, I just want to switch around the concept. And at the base, that's what I did. But in the movement idea, it changed completely. It took a different um, step because my, in general, what I was doing as my creative process, you know, I have really a movement in, in hand. I just want to do it. But now I just try to do like to be more free in the way I am. I am going and just let the choreography speak by itself, and it's uh, it's really helped by uh, Anna. Really helped me to you know the the idea of authenticity of the movement. It's also where it's coming from. You don't have to uh, you know um, how to say it, really structure it perfectly. Just let it go, and it's in the way that it changed. I mean, I needed to to. to to redone this work I had yeah like you said during all the summer I was like oh I should have to do that and like I need to do it and I'm doing it right now <laughs> it's uh it's interesting to hear that story because if you speak to Amy Blackmore that's exactly how she started the Common Space Festival exactly. she needed to revisit a work that she already did and she was speaking to one of her technique teachers and saying you know I didn't want the piece wasn't done like I I really feel like I could have gone for I could have gone further and he just mm. told her we'll just do it mm. and that's how the festival starts so it's really the spirit literally the spirit <laughs> totally. of the festival is like in that reaction and it's like I need to do it I just I'm not done with that and that's that's one of the things about about dance is dance is so uh I, I'm not gonna I don't want to get the word wrong but dance doesn't live permanently it's pretty much in the ether. It's, it's in the moment. You can't unless you have it on DVD, and even then, you don't you don't get a sense of of the work. So when whenever there's opportunity to rework or or keep touring a piece or keep reworking, you you have to take it. And it's it's good that there is a an opportunity for artists of any kind to to come into a a, a situation like this to just get their hands on it again and and really get back into it because that's that's how dance lives on. You know, and also through through traditions like mentoring and 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 
getting back into the studio and and presenting and talking about it that's how we keep it going cuz we don't get to put it on a canvas we don't get to we don't get to record it and play it on our CD players every day well not that anybody has CD players anymore but <laughs> you know like it it's 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 great it's great to hear you say that yeah, that's absolutely true. Uh, Common Space is the the flagship show of Bouche DC because, of course, it 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 preceded the organization. This this concept of this reworking uh, showcase with uh, with mentorship, which was originally uh, set up as we mentored each other and helped each other out, and uh, did everything from you know setting up risers to selling tickets to uh, just across the street, yeah, across the drinks. street in our thirty person house that we had, yeah, control lab there, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, those were the days mm-hmm, many moons ago. Uh, so just to wrap up kind of the because we have other festival events that we should talk about. We should definitely get to those. Really? No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> it's grown, of course. Right. But to wrap up the uh, the Common Space Showcase itself, perhaps, Celine, can you give us a bit of a, of a teaser on, on what the, the theme behind your work is and what we can expect from it? Uh, well, so it's a duet. And uh, Olivier, my, my dancer, he's a... Uh, the concept, he's like the real person, and my character is I am his thoughts. So it was like I wanted to experiment the idea of, uh, you know, when we we suddenly have an idea, we don't know where it's coming from. Like it's just our thoughts, you know. Sometimes we don't control them. So that's what I want to uh, work around this this idea that he doesn't have control on in, on his thoughts anymore, and I'm kind of always annoying him. In a way, to have his uh, his um, attention, and yeah, it's more the idea of like gaming, like who's gonna have like the control or no, and the vulnerability, the vulnerability between this relationship between our thoughts and and everything what's going on in our head. So that's the basic of my concept. Perfect. So. To see Celine's piece along with uh, eight other works from uh, from nine other choreographers. To be clear, there's there's one piece that uh, has been co-choreographed by by a pair of artists. But uh, so you're going to see nine pieces in the showcase. The showcase opens on January 15th. That's a Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. We have showings on Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night that week. So that's 15th, 16th, and 17th, and then the 18th at 4 p.m. All the shows are taking place at uh, Mainline. There is going to be a short intermission, and uh, it should be a real good time. Thank you so much for being here, Celine. It was a pleasure. <laughs> I would love to talk about uh, the symposiums that are going to be a new addition to the festival this year. We've had uh, roundtable discussions in the past, but uh, this format, I believe, is going to be much different. And uh, at the same time, uh, Tim, if you could if you could give us a little bit more uh, about who you are, because we skipped that at the beginning of the episode, but uh, I think this is a good opportunity for you to let us know who you are and why you're interested in, in putting this together. Uh, um, Tim Rodriguez, I, from, from Toronto, Ontario. I don't know how in much detail to go. Uh, I came to, I, I went to a fine arts high school in Toronto. I've been dancing since I was involved in dance since I was eight years old. Uh, I studied at Concordia University a million and four years ago. <laughs> uh, and, um, I got involved with uh, Common Space uh, and the Bougie Sea Festival pretty much at the beginning um, as sort of just a, a, a random um, advice giver to Amy uh, <clears throat> Blackmore, and then uh, it became more involved. Uh, outside of that, um, 
graduated uh, from Concordia, as I said before, went to the National Theatre School of Canada to study lighting design for a year. I've worked with various choreographers, dance companies, theatre companies uh, as a line designer, uh, sound technician, stage manager um, in and around Montreal and uh, toured for a little bit. Uh, recently came back into production and mentoring and dance and all that. And so what's the deal with the symposiums this year? The symposiums came about as a, as a flash I had. I invented the idea of symposiums. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I know that uh, in the first couple years of the Bougie Festival proper that um, there were roundtable discussions hosted, and it was only in the in the first year at Mainline, I believe, three or four years ago. Um, and then it, it was... I remember missing it and being mad at myself that I missed it. A couple years ago, a couple months ago, I had a, a flash having a conversation with my girlfriend. She's like, what do you want to do? I said, I want to get paid to speak about dance. That would be amazing. <laughs> uh, and then I wrote uh, Amy an email and just said, I'm interested in this and tell me what you think about it. And it's just a way of how I envision the symposium is... Um, dancers and choreographers and members of the dance community in a room really speaking about um, subjects or topics in dance right now, like um, things that concern us, things that pique our interest, things that we feel need to be discussed in an, in an open way. Because um, I feel that maybe it's just from an outside perspective as a, as somebody that's kind of on the fringes that I see things happening in a way that could be improved upon with a little bit of, of discussion or a little bit of, of um, tender loving care, as it were, just through conversation and, and reassurance. Um, so I, I, I pitched the idea to Amy as a way of us. It's kind of like like little state of the unions for the dance community just to come together and talk about things that um, that need to be discussed, such as uh, an idea of... of um, the idea of uh, interpreters as co-creators, which is always a very large topic, um, something that's been discussed on this show, something that's been discussed all around. It's just, where are we with that right now? Um, the idea of um, our community, are we in the middle of, a, of, an, of an artistic movement that we haven't been able to identify yet? Or, or is everybody kind of creating in a bubble and it just happens to be everybody's in the same energy and some work looks alike? Or are we actually all trying to express the same thing that our that our generation needs to get out um even things as basic as how do you self-produce like how how do you self-produce successfully how do you create your your own uh company or collective to move forward and to get out there outside of montreal into the rest of canada or internationally where are those opportunities um i i kind of alluded to it before not everybody has a creative family that you can lean on and, and kind of get and share resources with. So it's a way of those who are a little bit more in their bubble to come out and to, to, to join, to join in on the, on the conversation that they don't have to create alone, you know, and even, even if it's not creating alone, they don't have to feel that, that the next choreographer beside them is their competition for a grant, that it's somebody that you can learn from and somebody that can learn from you and you guys can go together you know, because um, there is a very strong and large dance community in Montreal. It, it's it's 
it's the gift and the curse of Montreal being so small that the that the the amount of choreographers per capita and this is really true in a lot of artistic disciplines that the amount of x per capita is very large there's you know i think i have six friends that are line designers that's insane <laughs> you know and then i have like 60 friends that are choreographers that's even more insane you know it, so it it's uh with all these people there's no reason why um we shouldn't be able to have conversations. And I just feel that there isn't enough of an opportunity to come together to have those conversations in a, in a non potluck format or a non like dance party format. You know, I think that there, there's room for an opportunity because not everybody's a member of the RQD. Not everybody, um, has gone through a university program. There are some people who just moved to town and they're looking to find a community or find a way in or find somebody to speak to. And, uh, I don't, I don't think another opportunity hurts. That's the, that's the basic of it. I think another opportunity is, is warranted and needed. And, uh, you know, I, I'd like to be the person involved in that. And I think Bougie was a, is a great place for that to happen. Just awesome. Oh yeah. Dirty feet's going to be there with a mic in hand. <laughs> BTW. Sweet. <laughs> We're really looking forward to that. I'm actually curious about what the format will be exactly. Like, how uh, is it just going to be a roundtable discussion? Is it going to be speakers for the for the first one? We are going to do a roundtable on a on a, um on a topic that is yet to be decided. In the future, we would like to have them on a more uh, on a more annual basis. Maybe not any annual is probably not the right word, but on a more regular basis. Um, what would be great is every month to host a, an informal conversation or bring in a speaker. Um, in order to do that, we want we would like to be able to um, offer speakers something or give them an opportunity that goes along with the the discussions. But for right now, for the first one, and we will go back to the roundtable format as in the years past. But it's really something that uh, the Bougie group would like to have grow into something more than just a one-off in order to go back to what I was saying before, to have this, this platform to come together and, and have, have conversations about it. It's a way of really expanding the, the, the mandate of Bouge de Sea. You, you're offering the, the free workshops, you're offering the mentorship and the, the, to have your work produced again. And you're also offering what we hope to be a resource in terms of having conversations or, um, like quote like another. It's almost like another workshop as well, right? For your, I guess, for the mind, <laughs> you know. But uh, it's it's to have that opportunity added. So hopefully, in in the future, what I would like to do is to bring in different artists to speak about a topic that they happen to be an expert in, or artists that are in town and have um like a, a talkback session like you would have after a piece or before a piece where you could speak to that person about their work and sort of like a behind the behind the scenes with this artist and, and really get into their mind state for that particular piece or for their past works or their seminal works, things like that. It's um there's so many <laughs> there's so many options with a format like this. And uh with those kinds of discussions are you are you wondering um or are you pondering the the risk of going into something that is a bit too academic in in vibe? Because I know that can turn some people off. Yeah. Whereas at the same time, this is something that is also lacking in Montreal. 
how would you sort of navigate through this? Like something that is more maybe communal, maybe more uh, a shared experience rather than something more academic, but at some time, the interesting aspect of academic discussions about dance? It, it's it's an interesting um it's an interesting question in the sense that anytime you you have somebody speak about a subject it automatically feels academic uh i think part of what helps that is the uh democratization of the of the event by having starting off with a round table discussion will help that but also really leaving um a large amount of time like the lion's share of time to have audience members interact with each other, not even audience members at this point, to have people in the room take part in the conversation and just have one person moderate in terms of time and focus if we're speaking about a particular subject. Um, it, to, it's a lot like what, what you guys do here for the podcast, but live and, and a little bit more open format in terms of... Uh, other people but, talking. Yeah, that's it. Thanks. As I go silent. In terms of um, it, that, it is risky and it is it is a, a concern because you don't want to turn people off. And I, by by no means, am an academic artist. You know, I just I finished school, but that's it. Um, so I, I I'm not I, I'm not going to put myself out there as an authority on dance. I'm just somebody who's been involved in dance most of my life and. I just want other people to be in the room to have that conversation with. It's sort of selfish too. It's like, well, what if I just got everybody together for, you know, a good old Let's conversation? Talk about dance, you yeah, know. you have no idea. You have no idea how much I do that to people. It's like, so, what are you working on? Um, so that that's the idea, and I, I know that there is that risk, but hopefully, the idea of a roundtable discussion will help open it up and bring people back to know that it's not just going to be myself and an artist or Amy and an artist speaking and then you can ask questions it's more of uh, everybody's in on the conversation and it's just going to be a little more guided I think um, what would be really ideal and exciting would be to not just have dancers and choreographers attend this symposium even if they don't end up sharing too much but like we I like to think that choreographers don't make work for other choreographers um they make work for the public. So to have our audiences come and be a part of these discussions, I mean, we'll also kind of tone down the quote unquote academicness of it um, because we can't just get up into like high art, pretentious vocabulary all day, every day. It's nice to have, you know, people who, who don't necessarily talk about dance often, but to come and share and be like, I don't know if I really, this makes sense, but it's a safe place for them to share. Absolutely. Right? Like maybe sank himself with a microphone in your hand is yeah. not the safest place to share your humble opinions on movement, but something like this is, and that's we, it's interesting that you say that choreographers don't uh, create for other choreographers because sometimes you see a piece that Absolutely. can only be enjoyed by another exactly. choreographer, but it's, it's necessary to have the public be comfortable to give their opinion because sooner or later um, the majority of dance artists are looking for, uh, even if it's just one person, they're looking for an audience member. So it's important to get that opinion and, and that viewpoint and that almost that reality check from, from a dance connoisseur or a dance audience member. You need that feedback. So it's definitely encouraged. 
we take that into consideration at our, I mean, in our whole community and as well as in our feedback session, we have our general manager, uh, Dom Roussel, who comes every year and, and speaks and, and gives his feedback. And it's always wonderful and refreshing. And it's so, I think it's really important to kind of anchor ourselves every now and again, you know, with, with that kind of view. Absolutely. And as far as I understand, this uh, this symposium will be taking place on the 16th from 6 to 7 in the mainline lobby. And like I said, we're really looking forward to that. Uh, as far as other events during the week goes, perhaps, uh, Holly, could you speak a little bit about Synodance? Yeah, uh, Synodance. Oh, man, it's gonna be so good this year. <laughs> looking through all the films, we were just so blown away with all the applications. Um so what it is is we do a call for applications, uh, a call for submissions of uh, short films that involve movement and or dance. Um, we leave it pretty open, I think. We had a music video last year um, as well as a kind of 10-minute performance art piece. You know, it really it really varies. But the, the maximum is 10 minutes. And uh, we get all sorts of applications from all like all spectrums much like we do for common space and then we kind of narrow it down and we have this wonderful night of i believe there's eight films this year um and we just have this wonderful spectrum of different kinds of movement and cinematography and colors and speed it's just like the the variety is really is really moving because you can go that much farther in film obviously. Um, but the films this year are just really, the caliber is really outstanding. Some incredible movers and concepts. And I think it's going to be a really, really great show. Definitely worth, and it's pay what you can. I mean, hello, (laughs) $2 say for $5 for a great evening of dance film. I don't, I don't think we're exposed enough to dance on film. So I'm, I'm happy to be a vehicle for that. And are the artists who are behind the works also uh, going to be participating in the event this year? Yes. Um, last year we had them come and stand up at the front of the class and do a little presentation. No, they came up and, and got to say a few words on their film before it was shown. Um, we're going to aim to do that again this year. Of course, we've got creators from all over the place, so sometimes it's viable, sometimes it's not. Um, but... I, I really liked we had that last year and I personally really enjoyed hearing a, just an idea of where they were coming from and how this came about and was it a class project was it something you applied for got a bunch of grant money for you know like how did how did this come together as opposed to just watching a series of films and not knowing any context whatsoever <laughs> which is kind of how we did it before but uh so we're getting we're getting our shit together you know we're figuring it out Hearing you talk about the variety of work uh, makes me think, too, of, of the variety of, of styles in the festival. It is really a dance festival in a, as an umbrella term. The the Common Space Showcase tends to be a little bit more towards the the contemporary um, angle, only because of the process of reworking the piece we consider a contemporary process. We've had works in the past that are clown-based, breakdance-based, theater-based, so long as they can kind of undergo the same mentorship process that we've been speaking about in the first half of the program. So those works end up being a little bit more uh, in the field of what would be touched by contemporary dance. And then throughout the festival, we have, of course, these videos that, that range in styles. We have a tap workshop. We have a yoga workshop. We have uh, 
we have Karen Fennell's uh, awesome event, So You Think That Was Dance, which uh, is going to be featuring uh, works in progress, I do believe. And that's going to be a late night event uh, in the mini space at Mainline. Uh, we have Cabaret, of course, which is always a smorgasbord of uh, wonderful <laughs> things uh, where we invite the participating mentors and planning committee members or past participants of the showcase to come back and, and put put something together. It's a, it's a much more casual evening with uh, a host and drinks in hand and followed by uh, the Wicked Dance Party. And that, of course, is going to cap off our festival on the 18th. That's a Saturday night, but of course at 8 p.m. Uh, the best way to find out more details about any of the events in the uh, Bouge DC Festival would be on Facebook. You can go to facebook.com slash Bouge DC and uh, check out all the events we have listed there. And uh, again, it's from January 8th to 18th, 2014. Not to be missed. Perhaps before we go, Hannah, you're still here, and I, and I appreciate that, you've, that you're uh, part of this discussion today. And I would love to hear uh, what has been your, your perspective or participation in Bouge DC uh, before being a mentor for this 2014 edition of Common Space. Well, sort of. I've, uh, I I taught a yoga class for you guys. I think last year, some dance yoga, vinyasa based yoga at the Lululemon Studio, which was fun. And uh, I also stepped in as an outside eye for I don't know her last name, Maxine Segalowitz. Segalowitz, when Emily Gualtieri was her mentor, because she is so theatrical, and that's something that I have a lot of experience with. So Emily kind of called me in. Um, so I got a sort of a, a, a little taste test of what it is to be a mentor before this year. Cool. Oh, yeah. And I can't forget that we also have a, a confabulation as part of the festival. We also have a Dr. Sketchy as a part of the festival, which will be a live drawing event. Uh, Holy Toledo, really, you just got to check out Facebook because there's so much going on. Thank you all for being here today. We've been speaking with uh, Celine Jolin, Hannah DeRosio, Holly Greco, and Tim Rodriguez uh, about Bouge DC, uh, the fifth anniversary edition. Thanks so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Dirty Feet is recorded every week at the Montreal Improv Theater. Check them out at montrealimprov.com. Dirty Feet est produit et animé par Produced and hosted by Alison Burns J.D. Papillon et Stéphanie Moret-Robert. You can find out more about our show at nomoreradio.com Follow us on Twitter at Dirty Dirty Feet and find us on Facebook at Dirty Feet Podcast. Vous pouvez écouter tous nos épisodes sur notre site web ou vous pouvez vous abonner également sur iTunes à notre podcast. Listen to past episodes on website or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. While you're there, be sure to give us a rating and or leave a comment to help us spread the word. Tune in next week for a whole new show.